consistent self-improvement everybody (laughs) (laughs) we can start it like that you're now listening to american gypsy podcast i am your host classic i am here with my co-host gypsy and today we have fletcher elzing um ellingson Ellingson. yeah i always mess it up sorry um welcome back yeah Yeah, welcome back you guys might remember him from episode 20 of season two uh he is the creator of the practice of feeling good in business and in life Mm -hmm. welcome thank you and today i i dragged along my son all over ellingson how's it going hey buddy (laughs) (laughs) and We'd like to thank Fletcher and Oliver for coming in. This is our first repeat guest that has come into the studio. So cool. uh, Thank you. Yeah. Happy to be here. It's a lot. Yeah. My pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. And to open it up with some magic. So it's amazing. Everybody loves magic. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I mean, mean, most people love magic. I, I love it. You know, the, what I love about magic is that moment that you experience that bewilderment that that moment of like wait how do you how did that happen how did they do that right yeah. because it is so uncommon for adults especially to have that moment of bewilderment and and bewilderment and amusement um any at, at our age because we've seen it all right right yeah. we've seen it all on on tv and the movies but to have something right before you that your mind can't make sense of that sense of wonderment. Ooh, I love that moment. I love to yeah. be fooled myself. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so funny because, you know, and you know, it's, it's done well because frequently the, the thing that the uh, audience member will say is like, how did you do that? And, and, right. It seems like such a cliche thing to say, like, how did you do that? But it's just what comes out of your mouth because the mind can't make sense of it. Right. Yeah. 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 It feels really good. Speaking of the practice of feeling good, right? Yeah. 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 yeah good. Uh, before we got started, Fletcher did a little magic trick, which was pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he had me pick out a card a week ago before he even got here and then um, guessed the right card, which is pretty crazy. And she also but, guessed this card as well, which is yeah, pretty magical. Yeah. Which is crazy as well. And, and, uh-huh. then, and then Classic and I, Chose the exact same. Exact same <laughs> I card. Yeah, I didn't write mine down, but I wrote it down the day of. But I chose my card a week ago. Yeah. So I didn't even know you um, did magic. How long you've been doing magic? Um, about thirty years. Okay. Yeah. So how did you yeah, get into it? How did I get into it? You know, I had a. Uh, my cousin came home. I was in high school. My cousin came home from his first year in college. And he'd learned some bar tricks, some card tricks in a, in a bar. And uh, he came home and showed me this stuff. And again, the first thing out of my mouth was like, how did you do that? Right. I couldn't make sense of it. And I just had to know. And so I kind of get got bit by the bug. And so I just started reading, watching and practicing. And then when I got into college, uh, things had advanced. And uh, that was one of the ways I actually made some of my money. Uh, so I went down and was a busker uh, on the corners down in Bike Pike Place Market um, in Seattle and other places and just was down there just doing my stuff over and over and over again, honing my skills and 
you know, making some money, learning how to attract an audience, learning how to address an audience, how to, how to interact, right? There's a, mm -hmm. there's a lot of skills that you learn when you're on the street performing. Yeah, I mean, and I had no knowledge of that until I did it. Um, and there's a lot of psychology in it as well, yeah. Yeah. right? There really is. Like, how do you connect with strangers? Because strangers don't trust strangers. Mm -hmm. So how do you get someone to trust with you and then interact? Um, it was it was really uh, quite an education. Uh, and then uh, I just loved it. it. It was a great way to connect with people. And uh, a couple of my friends in college, we, we put together an act and we started doing that. And then I got married and I just kept on going. And uh, then we developed the, the big stage show with Oliver. We were just uh, saying before we started, like we'd make him float in the air and disappear from trunks and <laughs> reappear and all sorts of stuff. So it's, it's always been a part of my life. And I, I, uh, it's a great way to connect with people just like we did. What are some of the coolest secrets of magic that you can't really share, but <laughs> you can share? Sure. Uh, you know, the, the levitations are always uh, baffling to me. Yeah. Uh, and when you, when you see uh, like somebody levitate and it just looks so clean, it's, uh, I think that one's always one of my favorites because I think people, have this fantasy about flying, you know, or just being weightless and being able to float. And to so to see it is, uh, is intriguing to me. So I've always loved the levitation. But my, but my passion is close up magic. And I, I got to tell you, uh, what's neat about it is that you're doing something. All the while, it's supposed to look like you're not doing anything. And uh, so there's the challenge, right? Like, how can you yeah. do, how can you do all these slights without it look like you're doing any slights, right? It's like the ultimate in uh, deception. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Illusionist so, was one of my favorite movies. Oh yeah. That was yeah, a good one. That yeah. That was a really good one. Yeah. I, I like that. I just love watching it back to back. And I'm, I'm gonna say it was a DVD. It had to be back in the DVD days. Yep. 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 <laughs> But you know what's funny about magic is, uh, if people knew what we were doing, it would be really boring. <laughs> It'd be really boring yeah. if they knew how, because <laughs> uh, it's, it's kind of like I mean, even like it's still magic. It's still magical. Yeah. Still magic. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You have um, as far as they have the magic. I think it's the magic castle. Magic castle. Yeah. You're right you, here. And have you ever in Hollywood? Been there before? Yeah. Yeah. On multiple occasions. And if you get an opportunity to do that. Oh, man. I recently had someone ask me, they like last weekend they were visiting and she was saying that her, um, I think her husband was interested in going to the Magic Castle. And I was like, I, you know, we know it was invitation only, but if I had no idea where to point you to. I've picked up plenty of people from there when I used to drive over here. Uh huh. Mm. But yeah, I've never, as far as met anyone or can't say I necessarily wanted to just go in there and sure. see it right off. Well, it's a delightful evening and it's like a full night. Of, of adventure because uh, you have the opportunity to see, I think it's either five or six shows. So you're there, you go there for um, drinks beforehand, you go over there for dinner, and then there are shows. There's a close up show, a parlor show, and, a, uh, and then a stage show. And I, th and I think that there are, um, I think you can see a total of five or six different shows. So there's multiple, multiple performers, but it's it's so much fun and all the, even the stage show is pretty close up okay. uh, but the the and the my favorite is the cl uh, the close-up room it's a really steeply raked 
um, audience. Um, and it's just like about, I think there's like 25 people on there at the most. And so you're right on top of the performer and it's just like performing miracles. And you're like, what <laughs> the heck? I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Never heard of it. <laughs> I have to check it so out. So if we, when we're ready to go, we could reach out to you and you know somebody that could yeah. send us a magic owl. Actually, okay. actually I do. Yeah. 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 If you ever want to go, I can uh, put you in touch with some, some uh, people that are members and probably can get you um, a pass. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to be a magician to be there. You just have to have uh, an, invitation. an invitation from a magician that's a, that's a current member. That's pretty wow. cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, and even when even when I heard that, I was like, "That's pretty cool." Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, the audience is definitely connected or you know into it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, what were some of your fears when you first started? I know for me, I did some street performing down for our listeners um, down in Seventh um, and Fig here in downtown LA for a while, and of course, you know, you have your nervousness of when you're yep. going out there, and I guess making mistakes. I got used to that. You know, I, for as a musician, I could do that. A musician, but as a magician, yeah. What did the mistakes cost? Oh yeah, <laughs> and there were many of them. Yes, <laughs> there were. When you're so doing it for many. a life, yeah, for a living, yeah. Yep. I mean, because I mean, that's I was just practicing. I mean, I was just honestly yeah. just practicing, Probably trying. Practice. That was a, it. Was such a wonderful place to try out new material because I had a, a new audience every ten minutes, right? Yeah. And so, uh, lots of practice, but yeah, like. Uh, you know, you're doing all this stuff and you're about to, to produce their card and you turn it over and they're like, oh, that's not my card. I'm like, oh, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> There's no recovery. Yeah. <laughs> this was supposed to be your card. Uh, Are you sure? Yeah. Did you forget? <laughs> There's no recovering after that. You're like, okay, well, move on. Uh, how about this one? So, Have you ever had any moments like you knew that that was that person's card and they may have been just lying? Yes, I actually had. Uh, I actually had. The, the, the biggest uh, time that somebody tried to put one over on me, it was a stage show. And I, and I had a guy select a card and, and I had my head turned and he, he took it. And I said, all right, now put it back in the deck and, and then hand it to me and, and then I'll turn around. And he said, okay, I'm done. So I, I took back the cards and I went through my entire routine for this bit, which was about seven minutes. And at the end, when I uh, asked him to, oh, I, was, I was about to find his card and I had pulled one out and he stood up and he said, oh, there's no way you're gonna find my card because I still have it right here. So he was like, it was like one of those moments mm -hmm. where I'm gonna fool the magician <laughs> and make him look foolish. Mm -hmm. and, um, and the audience was all, oh no, they were feeling badly for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was able to recover uh, because I dropped my pants and turned around and bent over and on the, and, and the boxers I was wearing were, were, had his card on it, written, written on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was perfect. Um, I mean, he, he kind of, he yeah. kind of spoiled the effect a little bit, um, but I already knew what card he had selected and had already taken measures to ensure that I was going to reveal it. I just wasn't planning on that. So the reveal was still good. And the audience actually went crazy. They're like, what? And I, it, made, it kind of magnified the effect. Magical. Yeah. 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 I always just go to the next song. Yeah, right, right. right yeah. It's a yeah, different industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but yeah, the mistakes are definitely there. And it's just, it's a part of life. It's a part of getting better. And Absolutely. You'll, you'll, you'll definitely get better. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, mistakes are, well, I think that expression of mistakes are the only thing that we can truly call our, our own, right? That, yeah. that, that saying, and I mean, there's a lot of truth in that, right? I mean, it's, and that's, those are our greatest teachers, our mistakes. Yeah. So Oliver, <laughs> yeah. you know, any magic? um i have a few i've got a few tricks but my dad had a rule growing up where he would only ever teach me if i promised to practice and practice and practice and master that trick um which i never really did (laughs) so (laughs) so i've got i've got a couple that have, have stuck with me through the years but um no i'm nowhere nowhere near what, what brought you to LA? We know that Fletcher's here visiting for our audience and it's listening. Fletcher's visiting um, here, visiting Oliver here. Yeah. So I'm a videographer, video editor, photographer. Um, I've been doing, I've been doing that for fun since I was probably 10. So the last 10 years. Okay. Um, and I've been seriously doing it for the last five years, four years. And uh, I've just got some really great connections down here. I've lived in Washington. I lived in small town, 5,000 people year round for 19 years. And then I moved to Seattle, Washington for one year um, and just made the jump down here because everywhere you walk, there's an opportunity. Every corner you take, there's an opportunity. Um, So I've got some, some fantastic experiences already and it's just continuing that way. So I'm here for videography. Okay. So what yeah. is it like moving to a big city? Um, is it, was it rough starting out? Or? Wasn't, it wasn't rough. Luckily I've, I've, I've visited mm-hmm. enough to grasp it a little bit. Um, and living in Seattle definitely helped. Honestly, it's, it's really refreshing from being in the uh, small town where you know literally everybody when (laughs) when you go to the grocery store you'd say hi to everybody because you know them and everybody knows your business so it's it's honestly wonderful being here where nobody knows my name and I can just walk down the street and be silent (laughs) yeah unless you start street performing in downtown (laughs) (laughs) it's different they know you the locals know you Yeah. (laughs) yeah Yeah. So what's your favorite beach out here so far? There's a beach in Malibu, um, Point Doom, I believe it's Mm -hmm. called. Uh, It's it's usually not very crowded. Super, super beautiful. Um, It's got this cliff that looks over the ocean and then huge, long beach, usually really quiet. So I enjoy going there. Yeah. I think we've been to El Matador. That's one of my favorites. Mm. I think that's pretty close to there. I think so. Yeah. I've heard of Point Doom, so we got to check it out. Do you have a favorite beach out here, Fletcher? You know, I have not spent a whole lot of time uh, in L.A., uh, but if it's a beach and there's the ocean nearby, (laughs) I like that a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Depending on how long you're here, it's a little chilly right now. Next week, it's supposed to jump pretty hot. Yeah, I didn't even bring my jacket. I was like, I'm going to L.A. It's going to be warm and sunny. Wow, the weather is bipolar here. We haven't gotten quite into that warm all the way. Yeah, I guess so. We're getting there next week, yeah. 
Laguna is one of our favorites. Um, Venice is, of course, is one where a lot of people go. It's mm-hmm. like the automatic go-to beach. Right. Yeah. But welcome to L.A. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Glad you enjoy it and everything. Um, yeah. Finding food places okay? Yes. Uh, a lot of sushi places. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love sushi. Um, I've been cooking a lot at home, though, honestly. Okay. <laughs> Saving money. What's some of the... Um, the best tips that that you've gotten that's kept you know motivated from being out here recently um from my dad we've talked a lot about just thoughts and feelings that you're like you're not your thoughts um anything that comes into your head it's like oh there goes my there goes my my mind thinking again so um it just kind of it, it helps with negativity and and any yeah, just any negativity that's kind of wearing down on me, it's, I, it, I've learned to kind of, oh, that's just how it, you know, that's my mind thinking again, and I can continue moving on and um, looking for the next uh, whatever, whatever I'm going towards. Yeah, because it's a lot of different levels um, dealing with the, even the film industry out here, mm-hmm. and it's hard not to compare yourself to the ones that have been right. in the game for a long time, right. and then you have, you know, the independent um film scene here mm-hmm. so i definitely understand i have the same thoughts sometimes as far as just staying motivated and not letting the little thoughts you know get right it. even just my old music thoughts like jump in you should make a beat or you should write a song <laughs> you should it's like i don't do that anymore <laughs> i'm not doing it right now but yeah i definitely understand those totally. little it's so it is so wicked uh our mind is constantly churning out thoughts yeah. Um, without our permission, without our, without inviting them, you know, without our consent, our mind just thinks things. And uh, yeah, what Oliver and I were talking about is, is those thoughts aren't necessarily you. Uh, they don't define you. They are going to happen. As long as you're a living being, your mind is going to churn out thoughts. It's a, it's a meaning making machine. And uh, so we have to if it, if, it's a, if it is a thought that's in alignment with what we want, great, pay attention to it. But if it's not, if it's one that's kind of holding you back or holding or uh, pushing you down, we just say, oh, there goes my mind thinking again. You know, it's just like observing it, you know, from an outside perspective. It's really cool. And it's even hard to like to know, like if your mind is even picking at you, like you say, you know, that's my mind messing with me, but it's like, is it oh no are you asking is it in alignment and uh, right. some of those things it's like man is this in alignment mm. it could possibly be but mm-hmm. it, you know and that's i find that a struggle sometime too mm-hmm. yeah i had i mean i was in a situation uh very recently this past week and i was looking at i know this may sound a little odd but i'm i'm kind of an odd person uh, but i was looking <laughs> at myself in the mirror and i was doing this exercise where i was just looking and listening to the thoughts I was just standing there looking and just like dead into my eyes and just listening to my thoughts and, and observing them I was like oh there's Fletcher he's standing there and there is his mind thinking and one of the things that came up like really surprised me uh, we're about to make this real estate investment and I've had some uncertainty about it uh, quite a bit of uncertainty and I've made real estate investments in the past, lots of them. And I didn't necessarily have that level of uncertainty, but 
But what I heard my voice saying was this, it actually said this sentence. I don't know if I can do that. Or no, no, it said, I don't know if I, I don't know if I have what it takes to do this. And I, when I heard that so clearly, I was like, Amy, my wife was like, oh my gosh, Amy, I got to tell you what my mind was just saying to me (laughs) because, because then my, that thought uh, triggered the chemistry in my head, which, and chemistry, when that chemistry is triggered in your head, that's called an emotion. An emotion is simply a chemical reaction in your head, in your brain. That's, and then you feel it in your body, but that's what an emotion is. It's just chemistry. And, uh, and I realized like, oh, I'm having all these feelings of uncertainty because my mind, which is not me, has been saying, I don't think I have what it takes to do this. And so it really allowed me to get a new level of clarity about this project that I'm about to embark on. And, and then I could say, as the person who is the author of my life, actually, I do have what it takes to do this. I definitely have the experience. I've done it before. I'm at a different age, but I have what it takes. So I, I, because I had clarity about what my mind was saying, I was able to uh, overrule, override it. And, and, and when we have that ability, it's very powerful because so many of us are going through life thinking that these thoughts that we're thinking, we think that we are thinking them. And there's a difference between the mind, the brain, and the body, and, and us as the observer. If that, does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And I've heard it a lot before, but I still have a hard time grasping, you know, that I hear a lot like you, you are not your thoughts and yes. things like that. But it's still hard to figure out, like you said, um, some thoughts align and some don't. And does that mean the negative thought is not your own or you just choosing to align which with the thoughts that make sense to you so that mm-hmm. like you said when you override the the thought with something more constructive did that change the chemistry yeah absolutely you feel different yes because what i because once uh, once i was able to identify the uh the, the, the thoughts that were not in alignment and were causing that uncertainty in me, I was able to actually go back to my past and say, look at all the times you've done this successfully, mm-hmm. right? Mm. So I was able to focus on that evidence from the past because whatever we focus on, we feel. Whatever we, whatever, in fact, one, a person once said to me, he said, we were, we were just hanging out. He said, so Fletcher, what do you know for sure? And I mm. said, you know what? The only thing that I know for sure in this life is that whatever I focus on, I feel. Wherever I put my attention, I feel it. Um, kind of like when we go to a movie, right? You go in there, you get your soda, you get your popcorn, you're watching the movie, and you know, 10 minutes in the movie, or maybe you're laughing really hard, and then 15 minutes later, you're crying because of something that you're watching, and then laughing again, and then you're on your edge of your seat, right? And then, and then two hours later, the movie's done, Time to go. You get up. You just had this incredible emotional roller coaster ride because you were focused on something that was not even true. It was just not even real. It was just light on a screen. Yeah. But our but our mind cannot tell the difference between what's real and what's 
not real. I mean, that's a, that's a like scientific fact, like the, the brain cannot tell the difference, which is why when we're sleeping at night, your brain releases this um, a paralytic chemical. So it, par it partially keeps you still. Otherwise you'd be getting up and acting out your dreams, right? Yeah. I mean, it's why people still are able to talk in their sleep. But when I talk in my sleep, I'm like, it's like all, it's all, uh, you can't, it, you can't really decipher what I'm yeah. saying, right? Because you're in that, that, uh, that you have that chemical in your body. So yeah, whatever we focus on, we feel so that that disempowering thought, if I focus on it, I'm going to feel disempowered. Now, I don't, I'm not saying discard any all of those thoughts, because there might be a message in there. It might be trying to say, hey, slow down before you invest in this. Slow down. Did you look at it from all these different angles? Um, but in this case, it really wasn't. It was just like, uh, it was a fear-based thought. Because um, I do have what it takes. But it took me to be like, be alert, or, uh, be conscious and present to my life in order to then override that disempowering thought. What are some of the key things to help you, you know, I guess, to defeat that thought? Because, of course, there are plenty of people out there constantly yep. telling themselves that I can't go do this for yes. this in particular reason, but have everything that it takes. Thank you for asking that, that question. Uh, that is such a fantastic question. Uh, I mean, I'm going to tell you what, what we can do to, to combat that, um, because Remember, my curriculum is called the, the practice of feeling good. Most people are practiced at not feeling good. They're practiced at feeling insecure, fearful, uh, uh, pessimistic, mm -hmm. resistant, closed, right? I mean, we just are because, and, and from a place of self-protection. We, and we're practiced at it, meaning we're so practiced at it, we don't even have to think about it. Our mind does it for us because it's a program now. Once you've, once you've mastered a way of being, um, it, it literally becomes a program, just like the, like this, the uh, software that's running all our, our laptops and stuff. There are programs. Those programs, they produce a certain predictable outcome. Right. We have programs in our minds, uh, and they produce a very specific uh, outcome. So, and those programs, we didn't set them up. And they, they, they happened as we, as we grew up, right? From little babes to adult, we weren't in there like saying, okay, now how do I, what do I want to be thinking? We never had that conversation. How do I want to think? Um, we didn't, we don't understand how we think for most of us. Right. And so these programs have been running for years. Uh, I mean, there are, there are things in our life where we're like, why can't I seem to whatever it is. Right. I mean, why can't I save that amount of money? Or why can't I um, find the right relationship? Or why can't I, whatever it is, fill in the blank. It's because you have programs that are preventing you from doing that. Now, to get to your question, classic, what can people do? You got to set up new programs. Because here's the thing, you cannot stop that program. You can't stop it. That program's in there. And in fact, you can't stop anything. A lot of people say, well, stop thinking like that or stop saying that or stop doing that behavior. I'm here to tell you, I'm here to, here to tell everybody, you cannot stop anything. And, and what's confounding about this concept of stopping is that we all believe that you can stop something. 
we use the word stop all the time. So let me give you an example. Can I, can I use one of those little gems there? If you say, if I'm holding this, this rock here, and you say, stop holding that rock. Well, I can't stop holding it because it's impossible to stop holding. If I'm holding, it's impossible to stop holding. But if you say, hey, Fletcher, could you loosen the grip on that rock? Oh, now, yeah, I can loosen this. You see, you can't stop anything, but you can begin a new action. You can begin a new, uh, a new way of speaking. You can begin a new way of thinking. You can begin a new way of, 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 of contributing, right? But you cannot stop anything. Well, I stop my car all the time. No, actually, you don't. You begin pumping the brakes, or not pumping, but you apply pressure to the brake, right? You reduce your speed. Isn't that stopping? It's, it's, it's uh, what you're doing is taking a new action so that your car slows down to, and it, and it may become still. But it, the, the stop concept is an illusion. And when we, when we remove that from our vocabulary and our thinking, real possibilities open up. So if there's a, some, maybe some uh, person has a, an addiction to, let's say, alcohol, well, stop, just stop drinking. How does the mind compute that? Stop. Your brain doesn't know how to stop a behavior. And so something more helpful is, hey, let's make a different choice of beverage instead. Or let's take, uh, let's try something else, right? There's, let's take a new action. It's all about taking the new action. And then when you find the action that works, then repetition. Repetition is the mother of skill. And finally, um, add this into the mix and you've got a, a really willing, uh, a winning combination. Change your language. Change the, what you are saying to yourself. Look, you're, because your, your default, look, I don't want my mind on my team. My mind? Oh, man. It's just like telling me what a terrible person I am all the time, what I, my shortcomings are. I mean, if, 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 I, if my mind were a person, I would never want to be around that person. No joke. I mean, just telling me, like, I don't have what it takes. I'm too old. My ship has sailed. I mean, all this kind of stuff, right? So what I do instead is I've come up with all sorts of affirmations that I say on a regular basis that have now become programs in my mind. So much, like I can tell you right now, like good things are lined up, or good things are lined up, stacked up and showing up daily. That's one of the things I say to myself all the time. Good things are lined up, stacked up and showing up daily. Like I, in my mind, when I think of that, it's just, I look down the block and it's like, a, it's like parcels lined up for blocks, just stacked up of good things coming into my life. And, and what that does is it activates a part of your brain called the reticular activation system. It's this little thing right down here at the base of your, your, uh, your head, and it's your filtering system. And it acts in alignment with the things that you tell yourself. So if you, so if you ask, uh, if you say stuff like, God, I'm such a dumbass," your RAS says, yes, sir. And it looks, now it starts scanning for things out in the physical world to confirm why you're a dumbass, right? Or you can say, I'm resourceful, capable, and flexible, which is one of the things I tell myself all the time. I'm resourceful, capable, and flexible. All that I need is within me now. All that I need is within me now. And I believe that wholeheartedly. 
So if I'm resourceful, capable, and flexible, and all that I need is within me right now, anything is possible. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to get help from people, right? I mean, I, I may need you guys, your guys' help for something, but I'm resourceful, and so I'm, I'm, I can enroll you into helping me. I can make a request, right? doesn't mean I have to do it all by myself or figure it out all by, by myself. Right. So these affirmations are super powerful. Like, who, who am I? And, and like defining who you are. Like, I've taken the time to like really define who I am in my life. And who I am is a clearing for people to feel heard, safe, and empowered. Like, that's who Fletcher Ellingson is. So when I go to a party or something, there's someone says, hey, so Fletcher, tell me about yourself. Who are you? You know, you get that question and it's like, oh boy, who am I? Um, well, uh, I'm a father. And you start listing all the roles in your life. Or, or, or it's just that awkward message where like, um, who am I? Uh, you know, I don't know, right? No, who I am is a clearing for people to feel safe, heard, and empowered. Like, that's who I am. And now, again, my mind or my brain that takes orders, it doesn't argue. Your brain does not argue. Even if you say, God, I'm such a dumbass, your, your brain will just say, okay, we'll look for ways to confirm that you're a dumbass. And, but if you say, you know, I'm, I'm a, a clearing for people to feel safe, heard, and empowered, it's going to look for opportunities for that to uh, play out. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Some people feel like affirmations are silly, but it's like they are saying negative affirmation all the time without even knowing it. You're you like, got it. Ah, mm -hmm. You just make a mistake and you just blurt out all kinds of bad things about yourself. Exactly. All the time. Exactly. Like uh, you're actually saying it. All you exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, our language is so powerful. You create with language. Mm -hmm. In fact, I mean, how did we how did we set up this meeting today? Yes, communication. Yeah, through language, we created it. How did you guys get this cool apartment, this cool studio? You created it through language, right? There was some conversation that happened that said, hey, why don't we create the podcast? Or why don't we create this music? Or why don't we create this, um, this uh, web development uh, business, right? Why don't we create a marriage? Everything is happening through language. So what if we, it's like a magic wand, right? I mean, language is like a magic wand. Like anything you say, anything you're doing in your, in your daily life is happening because of your thinking it and then speaking it. So what if we, what would happen if we got really intention, intentional about what we were speaking to ourselves and other people and, into the, and, and just speaking into the world? What if we became really intentional about it? Be really powerful, right? Yeah. 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 One thing I noticed when I have a negative thought um, or I get into a negative space, all the negative things that were sitting around jump right on top yes. of it. And then you're like in this place. And, you know, I have awareness of my thoughts and, you know, I try to combat it, but sometimes you're, you know, all of the, thoughts that were sitting back there that you thought you got rid of just all jump in there. And uh, so what do you do in that instance? Yes. So great question. Again, really good question. This, these, this is so helpful, helpful for people um, to, to have this type of conversation because we're all dealing with it, right? Even the most well-adjusted people are still dealing with the, this mind that's constantly chattering away. Right. Yeah. And so what do you do? You, you be intentional 
about setting up times during the day where you get focused. Because remember, whatever you focus on, you feel. So um, one, of, uh, some, one of my clients just uh, texted me recently and they said, we started doing um, gratitude coffees in the morning where they're, they've been having coffee in the morning for, for years, but now they be, brought a new intention to it. Like, let's start the day with our coffee, which we love, but now we're doing gratitudes. Let's each mm. say, you know, eight or nine or 10 or things that we're each grateful for. My wife and I, um, we, the, 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 the biggest city close to us is about 45 minutes away. And we frequently, so we go down there to film once a week and we frequently on the way down say, hey, let's do some gratitude or let's do some things that we um, are appreciating or want to be acknowledged for, right? And so when you, and when you begin saying what you're grateful for, remember, whatever you focus on, you feel, man, when you start just laying it out there, what we're grateful for, I mean, your brain, then you're, you're literally changing the chemistry in your head at that moment. And you begin to feel that dopamine, that serotonin, those feel good drugs, man, it definitely works. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. Gratitude. Yeah. So, yeah. So become intentional. Um, I'm still a big, uh, uh, believer in journaling. I believe in putting down my thoughts, you know, um, and I, and I do gratitudes. Um, I do my incantations, you know, another one of my incantations is, um, uh, I navigate the now, uh, or I meet the moment with a light heart and I navigate the now with ease and joy. So that's a great one. When I do feel, when I start feeling a bit anxious about something or I get triggered by something, Oh, wait, hold on. Let me get back to this. Oh yeah. I meet the moment with a light heart. I navigate the now with ease and joy, right? Now, I, and this, this is going way beyond the Facebook meme, right? These were the, all the feel good sayings are, this is not just, a, this, is in, this is incorporated into life, right? Where it becomes part of the program, it becomes the practice of feeling good. Yeah, good questions. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> Um, did you did you guys want to um, talk about the anatomy of a breakdown still? Yeah, actually, it kind of goes with what we were just talking. About. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. So how does what do you mean by that? First of all, um, sure. Breakdown. Yeah. So so why why what is it that is causing so much suffering in people like we we go through our day, we have these upsets um, and they can be simple. They could be sometimes they're you know, you get an upset, it's a minor upset. Sometimes the upsets are, are huge and they last all day or last longer, right? They, they affect your mood. I mean, because your personal upset, whether it's in your personal life or business life, I mean, can that affect your, your uh, relationship with classic too? Yeah, I mean, yeah. everything is connected. Right? Absolutely, everything is connected. But why do we get upset? What is causing an upset? What causes any upset? It's usually emotional or just a re reaction a lot of times. Or things not going as expected, I guess. Yeah. Now you're on to it. Having expectations. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what I'd like to suggest to you, and this is not the truth necessarily, but because uh, I, I don't believe there's any truth. I believe nothing's good, bad, right, or wrong. There's no, nothing's true or false. What I always tell my clients is just try it on see if it serves your life. That's the important question to me is, it's not whether it's right or wrong. It's like, does this serve my life? And see, you know, see how it feels. But so I encourage you to consider that there are only three things that cause 
any upset from the smallest stubbed my toe to the upset, which leads to war. There are only three things. And you just mentioned one of them. Mm -hmm. One of the things that consistently causes upsets in our lives is an unmet expectation. When we have an expectation and it's not met, we have a sense of upset, frustration, right? Uh, anger, disappointment. Now, there's nothing wrong with having expectations. We, that's how we, we have to go through life, having expectations. We expect that the sun will come up. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine if the sun didn't come up tomorrow. People, people would be up, pretty be upset, right? <laughs> afraid. Upset, worried, <laughs> afraid, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but when you, for instance, like um, Gypsy, let's say you come home and you open the door and, and classics, God, he left his dirty socks right there in the hallway. <laughs> I've talked to him about this. He said he was going to do something about it. So I had this expectation that this wouldn't happen anymore. But here they are. They're his dirty socks right there in the hallway. And now there's an upset because I had this expectation. Now, I'm not saying your upset is good, bad, right, or wrong. It's just, an, it's just a reaction, right? Right. So un, an unmet expectation creates an upset. The other thing that creates an upset is a thwarted intention. I'll give you an example. Uh, I loved going, I love going to Maui. We go to Maui once and sometimes twice a year. And during COVID, we had tickets to go to, uh, go to Maui. And then COVID hit and couldn't go to Maui. I had this intention of going to Maui. And it was now thwarted. So big deal. First world problems. I know. I'm not, I'm just using it as an example, right? But there was, a, there was, there was an upset there, right? I was very excited. I had this intention of going to the, my favorite place in the world, and then I couldn't. So there's an, uh, there's an upset. Um, or uh, I'm intending to, uh, or, or you have, uh, uh, or, or someone, you, you get the, the word that you've got this promotion, and you're intending to, to go into this promotion and, and kick ass and have a great time and, and create all this stuff, and you get in there, and oh my gosh, the group of people that I'm working with are the most resistant group of people ever. I mean, they're, they're thwarting all my, my best intentions, right? And now I'm upset because it wasn't like a, what I was intending to do, right? And finally, the third thing is uh, that creates an upset is an unmet, I'm sorry, is a, a miscommunication or an undelivered communication. Mm-hmm. Two different flavors, but both around communication, right? And so, so we, we, we've all had miscommunications, right? Yes. And some of them are like, oh, oh, okay, no big deal. But some of them are like, babe, you were supposed to be here an hour ago, right? Yeah. Well, I thought you said 12. No, I said one. Oh, well, no, this is all ruined now, right? So there's a miscommunication. That's a miscommunication. Mm. But what's an example of an undelivered communication? An undelivered communication is, would be when, uh, let's say, Gypsy wants something done in a very specific way around the house. And Classic doesn't know it. But Gypsy doesn't communicate that because she's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to upset him or 
I, or I don't want to be too demanding um, or he won't be able to handle my communication. Let's just, you know, something like that. So that's an undelivered case. So I'm withholding a communication because I'm actually not trusting that other person that they can handle it. Right. Um, so those are the three things. So next time you get upset, is really powerful. Next time you get upset, like really, after you calm down and work it all out, you know, whether it's with you guys or with just you and yourself, because you, because we get upset with ourselves too. This is yeah. about one-on-one too, right? Yeah. But ask yourself like, whoa, what was, what was I, what was causing that upset? What, was it a, a undelivered communication, a miscommunication? Was it a thwarted intention? Was it an unmet expectation? It's going to fall into one of those every single time. Sometimes multiple. And sometimes yeah. multiple. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. A, a perfect example of that would be like, you know, Oliver might be like, oh my gosh, I'm coming down to uh, uh, LA with the intent to um, get into videography and just have a rocking good time. And I'm expecting that people are going to be knocking down my door and I'm going to be connecting. And he gets down here and it's like crickets. I'm not saying that's the case, right? But that would be like- It happens to a lot of people. But it happens yeah. to a lot of people, right? Of people. Yeah. yeah. So there was an expectation and an intention, right? So sometimes it's two or three of the things. And the more of the things that are, the more of those three things that are happening at once, the larger the upset's going to be, right? Right. Yeah. So once we know what causes an upset, we have a real advantage in life. We can begin to radically change the outcomes in our life because we can get way more clear in our communication. We can uh, begin trusting more people that they can handle what we have to say, right? Uh, one of the things I say is we can, I have to trust that people can handle my authentic self. Um, don't make them small, like, oh, they can't handle it. I don't, oh, I don't want to tell them that because they'll probably upset them. When we do that, we're making the person, we're diminishing the, their power. Instead, I'm going to say, oh, I know Oliver. I mean, I get that this might be a sensitive subject for him, but I'm going to trust that he can handle what I have to say. I'm going to trust that, he can, that he's powerful enough to do that. When we begin seeing people to be powerful, then it'll freeze us up to be more authentic. Would you agree with that? Yeah. 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 And so one, yeah, so once we know this, we can really begin to um, change the outcomes. We get, we get clear about our expectations and, and, and then we can reset our expectations. Oh, that didn't work out. Got it. Well, let's, let's, I'm a powerful creator. So let's get uh, back to the creation board and, and create something else. And um, would it be okay if I shared um, the five C methodology because it's yeah, sure. it's related to uh, it's related to uh, upsets. Um, but before we but before we move on, there's another way of saying all of this. The reason people get upset is because life simply is not matching up to what's in their head, to the vision in their head, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. I thought that person was gonna you know work with me and and be my partner. I thought I'd be gonna going to be able to trust them. I thought we were well aligned and we're not right. So life wasn't matching up with the vision that I had in my head. And when I realized that as well, then I get to say, oh, 
that upset belongs to me. It's no one else's fault, right? I get a, I, this now we're talking about radical ownership, radical responsibility, which is really ex, an exciting prospect because when we become radically responsible for our lives, whoa, right? No more, no more finger pointing. Right. Um, uh, a number of years, years ago, I got divorced. And for me, for a long, for a lot of years, I, I was saying, well, I mean, it was 50% my problem. It was 50% my fault. I'll raise my hand. It was 50% my fault. And then I be, thought about that. I was like, well, that means I'm saying it. The other 50% is her fault. So if it's 50% her fault, that means I'm probably giving 50% of my power away. Well, then I started looking at my life, well, in my work life and my friendships, am I giving my power away? Am I, am I saying, well, it's 30% Oliver's fault, 10% Classic's fault, and 10% Gypsy's fault? How about if I just say, I was not able to make my marriage work, and my divorce was 100% my responsibility. I'm talking radical responsibility. I was unable to make my marriage work with the tools that I had in my life at that time. That was my best, right? Yeah. 100% responsible. I'm 100% responsible for my own upset. And again, when we do that, it's a real sense of freedom. Because um, it, it's just, there's no, because blame never feels good. I mean, it feels good in the, in the short, in the short moment or in the, or in the moment, sometimes, you know, you're like, well, it's their fault. You get that dopamine hit, but in the long run, you you realize, no, that was me. hundred percent me. But so, so, uh, any questions before I move on? <laughs> I can say that's for the good and the bad for those situations. Yes. Don't forget to you know, give yourself credit for the good as well. Yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. 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 Yes, yes, yes. I love that. Yeah. Uh, Take credit for the good things in your life. Celebrate them, right? Yeah. Celebrate, celebrate the cool things that, that uh, the, the, the wins. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for adding that. For me, I noticed most of my upsets come from the expectation part. Mm. And I, I realized that as an adult, like I struggle with that as a kid. Like mm. if something, if I always say I'm, go I'm going to do everything that I said I was going to do. But sometimes your plans involve other people. So if, say, if my parents say they're going to take me somewhere on the weekend, if that didn't happen, it's the end of the world for me as a mm. kid. And some of that still lingers as an adult. And I have to recognize that, like, because sometimes I'll try to force it, like, you know, even, I don't know, like certain things, even say a podcast or something and have a certain schedule but like say the internet crashes or something and i can't upload a video yep, yep. i will do <laughs> move everything in my just to make it work i'll go to a coffee shop and maybe the coffee shop has slow in it i'll just like i've just made this crazy day for myself just because i'm like no it has to happen exactly how i expected mm -hmm. it to happen so i realized like that's something i struggle with my whole life like, on the other end i'm like it's just one yeah day. no it's the end of the world for me like, yep. so uh, that's something i have to recognize back on track yeah it's, it's, for me it's like i um i had to recognize that and so i can try to fix it for yes next time. yes that's really good so that's why i came up with that you know 
with the reasons of you know not meeting expectation being one of the reasons because yep that's something i deal with a lot it's a great example it's yeah. a great example oliver just had uh an upset recently on your regarding your irs taxes right oh your yeah. refund yep yeah that's a upset. <laughs> <laughs> i want to i want to put an emphasis on what you just said about celebrating the the good things yeah um a lot of the times i feel guilty for celebrating something that i i did well because i'm constantly bogging down on myself uh you did that terribly that didn't go well you could have done that better and like you said earlier it's that system that just works automatically and so then i feel guilty for for celebrating myself when when i do something i'm proud of or or happy with yeah. and so i just i'm glad you mentioned that because that's like that's something i've been practicing a lot recently and it it just feels good it feels good when you do something good yeah so yeah, it's absolutely. good to celebrate it <laughs> absolutely yeah, and we're kind of living in a time where people it's easy to just say you know that something is good or click a like or even just you know yeah help someone just by speaking mm. you know to them telling them you know this is a good thing i'm proud of what you've done and it, it has diminished in the general public to a certain degree to where a lot of things have become competitive so totally you have to do you have to practice you know saying that you're proud of yourself it's one of totally. the when I was in DC, I could say it was just, it wasn't the most creative energy, but it was a place. And I made a, I made a song it's on my SoundCloud. It's the proud of me. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a affirmation, but it's after making it, even as an instrumental or something is to listen to. And, you know, I'm glad I made it after so long to where it's, and that's basically the words just saying, I'm proud of me. I've come so far. A lot of people, you know, I've learned that out here in LA. I picked up a lot of pe lonely people, dropped yeah. off a lot of lonely people. They're out here to pursue their careers, but they're dehydrated of a hug. Mm. They could really oh, use yeah. just a mm. genuine hug or yeah. just, you know, that. And it's, so that's something that, yeah, you definitely have to practice telling yourself, you know, I'm proud of me, mm. you know, and not feeling guilty about it. Absolutely. Yeah, really good point you guys are both making there. Because we're, we're also taught in this, um, in our culture, like, uh, no boasting, no bragging, yeah, you know, yeah. don't be enough. braggadocious, yeah. you know, don't, Hey, don't be arrogant. Right. Yeah. No, there's, it's, a, a, it's a fine, it's not even a fine line. It's totally different to, to be just like, Hey, I want to share something really cool that happened in my life. Mm -hmm. I feel, I feel really good about it. I'm, I'm feeling proud about it. Right. Yeah. And to have people in your community that you can do that with, that's so valuable. Right. Yeah. yeah really good. Cause especially as creators, a lot of people still kind of don't grasp the struggle that a lot of creators, you know, have when just the basis of building a YouTube channel, you think mm -hmm. it will be a lot easier now. <laughs> <laughs> I could say, cause I yeah. go in between the two and it's like, when you're at a nine to five or some other type of non-creative work, like you do get, you have a boss and you mm -hmm. have a paycheck to tell you that you're doing a great job or right. to, you have mm -hmm. this positive reinforcement. But when you're like working in silo by yourself on a project, <laughs> there's, there's no, you know, you're doing a great job, you know, right. you, you know, you don't have anything, any yeah. other source to tell you that you're doing a good job. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. And sometimes you're comparing yourself to Right. something else at the same time while still working with what you have and you just gotta you know learn how to say yeah okay 
I'm proud of me. It's going to get better. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, it's good as it is. I have you feel, you know, and work with it that way. Yeah. And, and yes, I love that. Yeah. We got to be our own cheerleaders, especially, and you just brought up such a great point. Yeah. For those of us who are working for ourselves, don't have that ex- external um, affirmation of somebody else. We, we have to be that person for ourselves too. And, and, and this is why this conversation is so, so important. Consistent self-improvement, right? Yeah. That's, that's part of how you're going to improve is by taking care of yourself, like talking lovingly and kindly and, and encouraging to yourself, right? Because yeah. we don't always have that other person to do it uh, for us. So yeah, really yeah. good stuff. Um, hope everyone's picking this up because this, this is some really good stuff. Yeah. yeah, we try to be a little repetitive with it sometimes. So <laughs> yeah, I do pick it up. I know on the way I've got grasped a lot of things out here dealing with even your thoughts, period, is because it's repetitive. So yep. Mm-hmm. We've gotten out of that as far as feeling like we've repeated things multiple times. Things have to be repeated multiple times. Absolutely. Repetition, it's the mother of skill. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the 5C method real quick. Yeah. Okay. I'll buzz through it because I think it's uh, super um, helpful and in alignment with this conversation. So uh, one of the ways to like really get out of an upset too is the five C's. The first C stands for get calm, just get calm. And I know when you tell somebody else like, Hey, Oliver, calm down. I know that never sets well with somebody, but right. I'm not telling about not trying to breath. Yeah. Not telling every somebody else to be calm. We're just saying it to ourselves. Like, Oh, hold on. Let me get calm. Let me calm down. Because when we're not calm, uh, when we're upset, angry, and fearful, uh, the brain actually shuts down the part uh, of the brain that you require that is required for reasoning. Mm-hmm. So you don't. So you literally don't have access to um, your reasoning functions when you are in that level of upset. So that's why, like, okay, get calm. Take a breath, like you said, right? Just take a moment. Get calm. The next C is get curious instead of getting judgmental, right? Like, uh, especially like when we're behind the wheel of a car, man, (laughs) the most peaceful person can just become like, what the hell are you driving five miles under the speed limit for? Right. So instead of becoming judgmental, like, can we get curious? Like, Hey, I wonder what's going on for that person. Yeah. Right. Maybe they, maybe they just got out of a, uh, the hospital and they're sore and they're like, being cautious. Maybe they were in an accident uh, last month, right? And that's kind of one of my things when driving. I don't like to blow the horn, mm-hmm. you know, unless it's just you have to because sure. it's nerve wracking. Yeah. Right? So, and you never know, even when the person, whoever's driving, if you blow the horn, it could, you know, make them discombobulated. They don't, they may not know it could be an old person or something. So that's always something. Right. Right. That I do. Yeah. So get, into consideration get curious. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and consider it. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, I could add a sixth C consider it. Right. <laughs> so, so get curious, like what's going on for that person or, or my coworker, or, you know, what's going on for my coworker instead of judging them like, ah, oh, their work has been uh, subpar. Hey, let's get curious. What's going on for them. Maybe, maybe they're, there's something going on at home. Maybe they got a health issue that I don't know about. Let's get curious. Um, same thing for us. Like um, what's going on for me? Get curious about why am I feeling this way? Why am I, yeah. Why am I not hitting the mark that I want to hit? Get curious. Um, and then the third, the third C is to uh, get uh, um, compassionate when we're upset with somebody else, right? Because curiosity, once you get curious, like what's going on for them, 
and you, maybe you get into conversation. Ooh, conversation. There's a seventh C, right? Uh, <laughs> when when you, get, you get into curious and you get into conversation with him, you're going to discover like, oh, geez, I didn't know that was going on for you. Now you can have a, um, an opportunity to become compassionate. And then sometimes you're going to need, uh, it's going to require courage because in an upset, you might be fearful, right? And so you're going to, it's going to take uh, some uh, uh, courage to move past this. And courage is simply the act of re-envisioning this current situation better than it is. It's seeing through this current situation all the way over to the other side where it's all resolved, where there's a better outcome. That's what courage is. When you're courageous, you're, you're walking through your fear because your focus is on the other side of, of where it has been resolved, where it all works out. And so it's, it's, uh, it takes practice to become courageous, but that's oh, another one of the C's. And then the final C, the fifth C, and um, this is the exciting part is get creative. Like what else could I do here um, now? Or what else do we want to create? Frequently in our family, we talk about, hey, what do we want to create? And sometimes when we go on vacation together, we literally have the conversation of like, hey, what do we want to create on this vacation? Um, you know, and it might be like, oh, I want to create connection or I want to create adventure or fun or I just want to chill out. Right. We it's again, we comes back to uh, language that we're using. We create with our language. So um, so the five C's again are you, you calm down. You get curious about you or the other person or what's going on. You get compassionate. You get um, courageous. And finally, you create again. You're like, because sometimes, have you ever been in those um, upsets and uh, conflict conversations where it's just like accusation, defense, accusation, defense? Yeah. And it, it, nothing's, no ground is being gained here, right? Yeah. You, you're just like, two opposing forces and all you're doing is accusing and defending or explaining that is so different from like hey what do we want to create here can we just can we agree on what we want to create like right, right? what what's the that is that's a game changer because it's interrupting the pattern um again remember we're just programs and we're we've been programmed to defend accuse explain justify coerce manipulate like, let's clear all of that off. Let's have a conversation like, hey, Gypsy, what do you want to create here? It's like so powerful when we get to that conversation. But we, but we got to clear the clutter first, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, on. Deep talk, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Even when you said calming your brain into, you know, it, it blocks the reasoning part and that would make sense why fear is so irrational. Yes. It's because you don't have that reasoning you got part. It. You're just, you know. You got it. Going and, off. And, and what's cool about this is that they've, they've mapped the brain um, so extensively uh, now that they can see like that. They can see like when someone's experiencing fear, the, that quadrant of the, where the, or that part of the brain where, where reasoning happens doesn't light up. It just like goes dark. Mm -hmm. And so it's cool that all of this is scientifically backed up now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Even meditation I've seen like, yeah, it's a lot of these things that used to be kind of 
woo-woo is like mm-hmm. starting to be proven by science even like the power of meditation it's um extending like the telomere uh is it a gland i don't know what it is but it's mm-hmm. just like you know all of these things are being proven by science yeah now, which is pretty cool yeah yeah stanford has all these cool tests about uh mapping the brain and and which areas are lighting up and everything it's it's, it's really fascinating you get a chance to check it out yeah so Maui, mm-hmm. yeah, what are some of the, the best places or some of the things that you should check out when we visit Maui for the first time? We've never been to Hawaii. Oh, okay. Places we have our radar on it. Yeah, recently. I, it's, it's, it jumped on the radar. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is, like I said, it is one of the most magical places I've ever been to. And um, I love going there. Uh, we already have our next trip planned. This past time uh, we went, uh, we went to watch the whales. So they, How was that? Oh, it was. So my my expectation was that, um, well, we were going to see one or two, and it might be cool. No, we saw literally hundreds of humpback wow. whales. Wow! From the shore, <laughs> just you can see them from the shore, and and if you got binoculars, just like seeing them up close, like these humpback whales, these massive, some of the biggest mammals on our planet, like just jumping and breaching, and just like full body, and then boom you know just yeah. it's it's spectacular to see something that massive and then there are babies so anyways uh february march and april are the months that they they go Maui. back to maui mm-hmm. mm. they come down from alaska and they go to the same channel in maui every year like thousands of these whales and that's where they mate and they give birth mm. and so you just look out there and with with a pair of binoculars it's like fireworks it's awesome you're just like oh my gosh there's another one i mean when we first because we'd never seen them and when we first started i was like we literally were like oh my gosh there's another one amy check and the and the people in the condo above us were doing the same thing i mean everyone's out of their deck they're like oh did you see that one it was spectacular so if you go in that time um and you go to the kanapali uh west coast of, of maui you will you'll just see them it's not like oh i hope we see it no you're you will see whales see these the the and the big dorsal uh fins like slapping the water they do they had i don't know why they're doing all this but like they're just causing a commotion out there and the big tail i mean it is unbelievable it's a way of communication when they're like breaching and yes smashing down like you can hear it i think from hundreds maybe a thousand miles away the the whales can yeah yeah yeah. signaling to each other basically yeah uh, that's pretty awesome that you saw that many because out here during migration season you might see like one or two pass by I, I personally see them a lot of people don't and I usually have to flag it but we've been on a whale watching tour here uh-huh. in Newport Beach yeah you never see whales oh really and we've yeah. had several people tell us like they've done those tours and they've never seen a oh, whale yeah. you see plenty of dolphins but not well, we whales do. Yeah, stood at uh, Laguna Beach right down the shore and yeah. seen them mm. pass by. Oh, cool. So we uh, thought by going to those tours, we'd definitely see it because it's the same area, but we never yeah. saw it. Yeah. A bunch of dolphins, though. Yeah, those are, that's cool, dolphins. too. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, we also went snorkeling. There's a great place uh, called Black Rock, um, and there's um, it's one of my favorite places to go to. Snorkeling is not the best there, but it's a great place just to chill and hang out and uh, but we went snorkeling out there and we went around this cove and there was a, uh, a cove, like a U-shaped cove. And w- when you put your head underneath the water, it was a 
chorus of humpback whale singing. It was like, did I, am I hearing this? I mean, I popped my head back up and I was like, am I, did I actually just hear that? Go underneath the water? Sure enough, like just, and it's nonstop. It wasn't like, oh yeah, let me try to hear them. No, it was just like constant whales. And it was being amplified off this U-shaped cove. Mm. It was wicked. Wow. Yeah. You just sold Maui. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, there's so, there's some wonderful, wonderful things there. Even if, even if you go when the whales aren't there, there's the bamboo forest and there's, um, we love snorkeling. Oh, yeah. We're definitely going to be interested in the water activity. Yeah. Oh, oh, turtles, turtles galore. So like those, the big ones, right? Mm. Leatherbacks. Yeah. 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 So, and you can, I mean, you're right there close to them. Do you snorkel? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, I, uh, yeah, you know, tag along sometime when we go to Laguna oh, yeah. Beach. Well, please, 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 seriously. We're always looking for somebody to go with. I would yeah. love that. I would absolutely love that. Yeah. Now, can you, are there places to snorkel around here? Yeah, yeah that's Laguna, Laguna Beach that's one of is okay. where we go. Um, there's a, a lot clearer. of people that snorkel and um, dive. Um, I'm losing the word. Scuba dive. Scuba dive. Yeah, uh-huh. there's a, a lot, lot of scuba divers and snorkelers. Have okay. you guys... Uh, gone scuba diving before? No, that's like a, a, one of my dreams to yeah. go deep sea scuba diving. I would absolutely love that. Yeah, yeah. I want to take uh, the, the free diving classes and mm. get to yeah. where I can hold my breath to up to like yeah. four to five minutes. Right. You know, I, right. I like free diving. Yeah, that's awesome. cool. That's that's fun. Have yeah, you I'm, have you have you done any breath work? Not quite. Yeah, but nothing professional. Uh-huh. Professional anything. But I'm I'm definitely interested. Nothing mm. other than the YouTube channel. But I'll I'll get there. I think they're like, you know, I think it's maybe a week. I think the class is maybe a week. Not too sure. Yeah, they, they say maybe the first two you days. Like yeah, you'll get several at least minutes, about four or five minutes of holding your breath. That's cool. Oliver and I um experimented with that a bit, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was pretty cool. Uh, we we were going using the uh the Wim Hof method. Okay, yeah. Um. So yeah, if you have if you're not familiar with uh, look up Wim Hof. Uh, I think it's W-I-M, right? H-O-F-F. Um, but that was a neat uh, uh, methodology for breath control. And uh, I think I got up to three minutes and 20 seconds. And for me, like, I, that, I was like, that's unheard of. You, that's not possible. Yeah, right? I always struggle with the minute. But then, you, but, then, but then you do the methodology and it works. And and this particular methodology, this is sound, going to sound counterproductive, but you actually, you know, you, you do all this hyperventilating breathing, you know, and you are, you have so much oxygen in your, in your uh, body. And the last thing you do is you blow everything out, everything. You just like, until your stomach is contracting, you blow it all out and then you stop. You don't take another breath and you, and you're not breathing. You just blew out everything you had and you're totally fine. And that's, that's when I got my, my personal record of three minutes and 20 seconds, like blew out my breath because there was such a surplus of oxygen in, in my body. And I was like, when I heard about it, I was like, what? That's, that can't work, but it actually does. It's really cool. Yeah. The human body is, is amazing. It mm-hmm. really is. What is it? I think is, is it mammalian uh, breathing or something like that. To where when you're the body, the human body is completely underwater. It's like a instinct kicks in that allows oh, yeah. you to hold your breath a little longer. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's interesting to me. Yeah. Pretty wicked, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You have to, and you have to like, there's that one part where you'll start like your body also will start trying to like breathe. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember uh, reading about that and they're like, you have to go past that. Right. You have to go past that point. You and think it, only blacking out is past that. <laughs> <laughs> but then your body's like, okay, I'm done trying to breathe for a, a few more seconds. Right. And um, this, this one woman who was telling me about her experience was saying, at that moment too, you thought we were talking about how the mind is so loud and starts saying stuff. Mm. She said, my mind became so, so active and so, so um, adamant about how, what a jerk I was and like, you better like, come up and, and start breathing. I mean, it was just like, went off on her. It's just like, but then I went past it. You know? Telling you, we're going to die. We're going to die. Yeah. It's like, it was we, it's just one person. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's a whole new level of consistent self-improvement, right? Yeah. Well, before we get ready to close it out, I'm sure we're probably getting hungry. Um, <laughs> was there any new information that you'd like to share? Um, any upcoming projects? Uh, um, nope. Uh, I'm just, I'm still continuing to um, speak and coach. And if you want to get in touch with me and have a discovery call um, or look or find out what it looks like to work with me, you can call me at 509-679-0927 um, or go to FletcherEllingson.com uh, uh, or you can go to ThePracticeOfFeelingGood.com. I got all sorts of cool stuff there on the website that they can check out and uh, some free resources there. Um, I would point you to my Facebook account, but that got hacked recently and, and deactivated. <laughs> Oh, so no. it was some Instagram hacked your Facebook. Huh? <laughs> yes, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh so don't go there. But um, but yeah, just uh FletcherAllenson.com. Uh get in touch with me and uh let's have a conversation. Definitely, definitely. We really thank you for coming in physically and having the conversation yeah. and sharing the energy and it's just showing us magic, teaching us <laughs> I magic. Know, right? <laughs> It's been an awesome conversation. Yeah. We'd like to thank our listeners, um, our viewers, our donors, our supporters, everybody that subscribed. We appreciate your support. And for the podcast, you can find us at americangypsy.com. Um, there you also find links to um, luamli.com where we have consistent self-improvement merch. And we have music. You can check out some music mm. under Classic Carpenter, K-L-A-C-C-I-K-C-A-R-P-E-N-T-A. -E that's on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Apple Music, or oh, that same thing, um, Tidal, all YouTube, major all major platforms. I'll learn some other ones eventually. But um, <laughs> that's where you can find some instrumental cello stuff, some vocals, electronic music from the soundtracks of our American Gypsy. Um, soundtrack for our YouTube and thank you again to everyone thank you again Fletcher and Oliver thank you it's been amazing consistent self-improvement to everyone and peace, peace.